Welcome to Funny Parents. I am Mary Teresa Archbold. And I am Pat Shea, and it is so good to be back uh, podcasting to you again. Yes, this has been so joyous for us uh, in this past month or so, bringing back this podcast and hooking up with our old friends and chatting and getting these fantastic stories. And thank you to everyone out there who is listening. Please subscribe, review, share it. Uh, if you belong to parent groups, Facebook mom groups, please let them know about our podcast. Exactly. And we have we have been we finally upped for uh, SoundCloud Pro. And so now we can see where you all are. And so I want to thank you uh, so much to everyone in Chicago and Portland, Seattle, Dallas. Yes, and Dallas, and right on down, uh, Metairie. I saw we have a fair few listeners in Metairie, and that makes me so happy. I went to Loyola in New Orleans, and Metairie was always the place where, you know, you go to Super Popeyes. There's Popeyes, and then there's (laughs) Super Popeyes. And my belief is the only one in the world is in Metairie, and that's the only Popeyes you can get beer, and that's something special. Wow, (laughs) wow. I guess I, I need some listeners in Ann Arbor to, to represent so that yeah. I can talk. I think we have some, Mary. <laughs> oh, one way or another, it's really, really cool uh, to uh, to see you guys listening. It's it's awesome. And uh, Tonight's a little different. It is. Or this episode's a little different, I should say. Um, it's actually four little short stories. Yes. Um, in a little while, you're going to hear from a married couple like ourselves. Yeah. Uh, Chrissy Shields and Ariane Moyed. Mm-hmm. who are a fantastic couple here in New York City. Uh, Chrissy runs uh, Maha Mama, which is wellness. Uh, she's a wellness expert who helps mindfulness through pregnancy. Uh, and Arian, yeah. well, you know, if you watch Succession, you know him. Yes, exactly. Or, I mean, or if you're a fan of Broadway or anything, yes, really. Yes, he's a Tony-nominated actor. He's exactly, fantastic. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, but now we have a treat for you. We have our friend Matt Higgins. And Matt is kind of an iconic figure in New York improv. He was a member of Burn Manhattan, which was a long-form improv group in New York well before improv became a thing. And and then he's been a member of Centralia, which is a really groundbreaking improv group here. Um, and uh, He's also and- one of the kind of kindest most gentlest souls exactly he's an, he's an amazing uh person he also has recently created uh two films of solo improv so him performing all on his own uh and uh, he working with a filmmaker have, have created uh two films that we will be sharing it's called matt higgins the improviser uh if you go to our facebook page facebook.com slash funny parents uh, you'll be able to find uh links to his movies which is extremely awesome and matt is also our first grandparent Woo-hoo! who is on this podcast and uh and that's really exciting for us so you're going to listen to him tell uh, two quick stories yes. about his two daughters Yes, that he has. Um, and the first story begins with something that's very close to our heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's improv. And bringing your children yes. to your improv show. Have a listen. My daughter, Kirsten, who is now, I cannot believe it, she's 31 years old, and oh I have a granddaughter, God. and it's just wonderful. So uh, when Kirsten was about about nine, um, 
I don't know if you go through this as well, but like a lot, a lot of times when you're an improviser parent, a lot of times for me, like I brought my daughters to the shows because my wife, Tracy is an actor and she was in a show or maybe she was, you know, waiting on tables or something at night. And so, so she just couldn't. Um, so I had to bring my daughter with me to these shows. Well, mm-hmm. uh, and I still do. And I love it. It's wonderful. So one time, um, this, my daughter, Kirsten must've been like nine years old. This is like pre the pit, pre the improv boom and everything. And there was this guy, Tom Soder, who used to do these incredible improv jams on Sunday nights. And he still does some, the, mm-hmm. the story I'm about to tell is not regarding Tom Soder. <laughs> nothing to do with Tom Soder, to be clear, right? Someone else, some, some rogue person was doing, uh, you know, an improv jam and they asked me mm-hmm. to be a part of it. And they asked me to prepare two uh, improv games, right? Because we weren't doing like long form and everything at that time. Right. So, um, so I, I said, yeah, definitely. So Kirsten came along with me, but before I left, um, I figured, oh, I'm going to do the play is the thing I call it, or one-sided theater where like mm-hmm. the person from the audience, they read their lines from a play. Um, sure. And then I would be, I would improvise off of that. So I would get a you know person from the audience to read and then I would do the improv part. So I'm getting the plays and I'm pulling like, you know, like waiting for Godot and, and <laughs> game and psycho beach party off the shelves. And Kirsten <laughs> says to me, she says like, oh, are you going to do uh, that, that game where a person reads the play? And I said, yeah. And, and Kirsten to this day is an amazing reader, as is Una, my other daughter. They're such great readers. I, I'm a terrible <laughs> Reader. But anyway, they're great readers. So uh, Kirsten says, like, oh, can I be the person that reads the play? And oh, I man. said, well, I said, here's the thing, Kiri. I was like, I have to pick the person whose hand goes up first, right? <laughs> I, I can't plan this. So like, whoever's hand goes up first, you know, I pick. Doesn't matter who. So she's like, okay, got it. Got it. So we get <laughs> place right and um, it's someplace on 54th street uh, uh i don't know where it was uh and it was like around 8th avenue so we get there to the place and i don't know this person very well that the, the person's putting together the show but i just you know mm-hmm. say yes to it so i go in and um <clears throat> and i go in with with kirsten and again she's like eight or nine and so he he says something he makes some remark about having a a child, like a kid, he said. Uh-huh. And, and then there was an, an, an expletive in there somewhere. And it wasn't oh, a no. terrible one, but it, it really, it really was super inappropriate. And, um, and I got, I got angry, you know, like I really got upset, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what to do. Like, um, the, yeah. Anyway. So I, so I went in, it was really bothering me. So uh, Kirsten and I sat in the front row and, um, and so I got up, I did like my first improv game and then I sat down and the next, like the second one was uh, the play is the thing, right? Or one-sided theater with the play. So mm-hmm. the 
the guy introduces it and I get up and, uh, and I, or introduces me, I get up and, and I'm like going to get the plays off of like the table or whatever. And I'm introducing <laughs> the thing. And I look at Kirsten and her arm is like, it's ready. Like her elbow is like her hand. There's like tension. And she's like making mad eye contact with me. And so I asked for a volunteer and bam, her hand goes up first, like a rocket. Right. So I, I call on her. And so she comes up and I ask her, you know, to introduce herself. She does. And then I hold out the, the, the plays like a deck of cards and say, choose a play. And she chooses psycho beach party. And, um, and then we got a suggestion for a relation, like a, a who, what, and where. Yeah. And it was, um, a it was like a daughter visiting her. It was in prison, but it was a daughter visiting her dad, like, <laughs> visiting, like with like the glass in between, like the visiting room. Thing. Right. Yeah. So she's reading from psycho beach party and Mary and Pat You've had this feeling. It was legendary. It was <laughs> the best improvised scene. Like it was like these people should have paid like $90 and seen it like in the winter garden. Like it was that good. It was so good. And um afterwards, like we took our bow and we knew like it was you know way out of the park, right? Um and so as we're like sort of leaving the stage, I whispered to her, get your stuff. She's like, what? I was like, mm-hmm. get your coat. And so she gets her coat and I get my coat and we just waved goodbye. We said, bye. And we just freaking left. I was like, we are so out of there. Because again, and that's the way I sort of channeled my anger. It was just like, oh, we are so out of here. My daughter, Una, who is uh, in uh, 12th grade. And um, mm-hmm. again, this story, this story t- takes place when she was in uh, around third grade. Um, so in school, they were learning, um, they were learning about uh, Chinese New Year. So it was like around like Jan- late January, February, something like that. And um, so it was like a Friday or Saturday. So... Um, we we always we always hung out with these um this other dad and his daughter grace uh gary and grace and um mm-hmm. and grace was one of uh una's best friends and um they were always up for like when we were bored they lived like not even half block, half a block away. We, whenever we were bored, we were like, let's just call Gary and Grace and we'll go get pizza or whatever. They were always up for something. And Gary was, is so funny. He's just ridiculously a funny, funny guy. For example, uh, mm-hmm. Gary, uh, when the, this is many years ago. Um, the farmer's market had just arrived in our neighborhood. And like on weekends, they would close the street down, close, close Isham uh, Street down. And um, they would have this, they have this farmer's market. And Gary thought it would be funny. Like we didn't do this, but Gary thought it would be funny if we went on like Facebook and complained about the farmer's market taking up parking spaces. Uh, like, <laughs> 
good parking spots. And uh, but we didn't do it. But that was that's kind of his sense of humor. Another thing which he did do, he went on to like a parent like server, you know, whatever. And he asked if any parents could suggest a a, a place to get. Um, he was wondering like what's the appropriate age to get your child tattooed, and like is there a good place to get a baby tattoo? Just crazy. <laughs> So anyway, so this is the guy. Um, so Una says one one Saturday, uh, um, can we go to uh, can we go to Chinatown? Can we go to uh, Chinese New Year? And I'm like, no, no, we can't. That's too much. I'm so sorry. And she's like, please, please, Gary and Grace are going to go. I was like, no, no. I was like, Gary and Grace, you know, they don't they don't know, you know, Una, like we. <laughs> Uh, no, no, we can't go. I'm like, Una, we live, we live on, like, we have to get on the A train at 207th Street, the end of the line, and ride to Canal Street, and then walk to Chinatown. And <laughs> she's like, it's a, that's okay. I'm like, but then we have to come home. And it's just, I was like, Una, this is a bad idea, you know? And then I... And she just kept on saying, please, please, please. So I finally, I relented and I said, okay, sure, we'll go. Um, okay, we, we'll go. Fine, we'll go. Definitely. Okay, no problem. And I said to her, I said, but look at me. We are not going to have a good time. And I <laughs> know that this is not going to be fun. Okay. And, but I'm doing this because, so there's no complaining. You know what I mean? So we go down. And Mary and Pat, we had the best time. It was so much fun. We, we got like boxes and boxes of those snap and pops and we're throwing them. And uh, we got like like little like green elephants and stuff, you know, and uh, a dragon, you know, like, uh, like there's dragons on sticks. And we got t- dumplings and we just had the best time. We stayed out really late and I... I said to Una, I got down. I remember we were like on Canal Street and I, I got down on one knee and I looked her in the eye and I said, Una, I have to tell you something. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> that was an amazing time. Ain't that always the way? Mm-hmm. When yeah. you are not expecting to have a good time, you wind up having the most magical, meaningful experience with your kids as a family yeah yeah you throw it away and then and then it turns up you find gold all over the place yes and i know from my experience whenever i'm like this is the day and i we have something planned and it's going to be fun maybe it's the tone of voice that i'm saying that with but (laughs) it frequently ends up to be uh you know frustrating and filled with logistical problems and and everything like that and in Matt's defense, where they live and going all the way down to Chinatown oh, is yeah. a very long train that's, ride. Yeah, I know not everyone's familiar with getting around New York City. That's that's, that's a trek. Yeah. As, as like a young single person, that would be a trek. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So but speaking of traveling, we're going to oh segue into our next stories from Chrissy Shields and Ariane Moyet. Yes, we go from Chinatown to Marrakesh. Yes. Uh, yeah. And... Chrissy. Chrissy is a wellness expert, as I mentioned, and founder of Maha Mama, which we will have links on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash funny parents. Uh, go over there and check that. She is an expert on wellness. She is serving uh, 
women through pregnancy, uh, especially those in mm -hmm. uh, lower socioeconomic groups, as well as teaching mindfulness yeah. in public schools. Teaching, yeah, exactly. And uh, her husband, Arian, is a really special person in my life because he's actually the reason why I teach at the theater that, that I teach at. I was working with a group one night and uh, he happened to be in it. And the next day he talked to the owner of the theater. And the next thing I knew, I was teaching there. And, uh, and so I really credit, that was 16 years ago. And since then, well, he's, he's just gone on and, and been in, uh, gotten a Tony nomination for acting in a play with Robin Williams and, uh, and been on Madam secretary and succession. He's and, as well, the co-founder of a theater company of called Waterwell yeah. who are extraordinary theater, theater artists, uh, who really have a real focus on civic engagement and, um, mm -hmm. really do a lot of work around. They have a, a series of theater right now about, uh, immigration, which is yeah. incredibly powerful. And not only do they create amazing pieces, they also get working in New York City public schools. And and so he's on top of his his TV and his film work, he's teaching in New York City public schools on a on a regular basis, which is really yes. And I recently have gotten to spend some time with him. He and I were shooting something together right before the world came to a standstill, mm -hmm. um, and uh, we are so so thrilled and honored to have these two share stories about raising their two girls here in New York City. Yeah, so we um, have we have stories, boy do we ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, Arian, you you mentioned that period of being uh, you know, with a newborn and like how much we have to adapt in that period and how much change and growth happens in such a short period of time as we are learning and changing and growing, uh, it kind of um, parallels what's happening right now. And, um, and, and so we were, we were talking about this, um, you know, this, this time in our lives when we weren't, didn't have newborns, they were around three and five, our girls. And, um, mm -hmm. we were in Morocco in Marrakesh for four weeks. Um, oh, where, wow. yeah, where Aryan was working. And so, uh, it was a, t a, gr a time of great growth and change and adaptability. Um, you know, where, where we as parents can't get fixed on anything. Um, but you know, we're both a bit of, of there we're directors. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> we like to control the, the situation. Uh -huh. And we happen to give shockingly birth to a bunch of directors. Uh-huh. Keep going. <laughs> who like things the way they wanted. And well, after the work happened in Morocco, we went <laughs> across the Gibraltar Strait into Spain, as you do. Mm -hmm. And we were yes. in Granada in the middle of the summer, the heat, heat, heat of Spain. And um, this is when our three-year-old would very dramatically <laughs> and uh, in, 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 in perfect cue would just shout out, you don't like me anymore? That's fine. 
and stormed out of the room with her little blonde curls and slammed the door. And, and so that was her, her way of basically saying, like, we need to come together. Yeah. <laughs> bring, it, bring it home, folks. Because actually, as much as I like to think of her as a director, she's more mm. of a team player mm-hmm. than the, mm, three of, huh. the three of the other um, fiery ones. Yeah, she's more of a line producer. You know, she's kind of like, I am still a producer of this engine, <laughs> yes. but I want to play with everyone here. Yeah. Um. Without a doubt. And so she, um, so we were at, we were at the castle in Granada, the uh, La Humble, La, uh, La Humble. Oh right, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and and we were fighting. Uh huh. Um, were we? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You and I were fighting. No, no, no. Oh. All four of us. Were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All four of us were bickering. Like we were just in a. We were in a bicker state. Uh-huh. We were all—we'll just call it a bicker state. A bicker state. And um, and I remember, you know, Ivy must have had one of her "you don't like me anymore, that's fine" moments and stormed away. And then it was, it was no, no, let's gather. And it was this. It was I, I don't know I felt like it was like a like a you know like those moments where you where you parent and you're like like high fiving yourself where you're like I did it. <laughs> Like I figured it out and like, like, you know, and I remember us sitting under a tree because we're, we were all so hot. Oh, so hot. Yeah. And when, yeah. when, when most people are hot, they're, they're shorter tempered. And, um, and we sat under the tree and we probably were lacking in water. And so we got some water and I remember us, us having this moment of saying, we need to check in with each other. Mm-hmm. At often, and when we see the other person short circuiting, essentially, that we need to ask them, "Do you need water right now? Are you are you okay?" Instead of being with them, instead of being like, "Go over there," I don't know why. Listen, <laughs> just do it. Ask <laughs> them water, you know, like. And, and it was like this moment of like deep check-in where we, where we all like when, what I was talking about, like in, in finding the, 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 the imperfect in the perfect, you know, or the perfect in the imperfect, mm-hmm. like, you know, the softness around what, what just happened, you know, like us losing our temper. And, and I what from what I remember, like people staring mm-hmm. and being embarrassed, yeah. but then, but then actually, like it being a great moment of of team playing and working together and um and and like softness. So and once they all came around that I was right, I mean I think it all worked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, darling. Yes. Yes, director number one. It's it's a small story, but it kind of correlates. Well, correlates, and yes, sure. Yes. And the s- small story is 
that one, I guess Olive must have been like five. Yeah, five or and, six. And um, she was having pains in her stomach right around the appendix, you know, where appendix or appendicitis might happen. And, mm. you know, we were scared. And, you know, I even like, you know, like FaceTime, my brother was a doctor down in DC and like, what does this look like? And he's like, take her to the emergency room. And I was like, okay. And it must have been like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., mm. something, yeah. something like that. And, I am like doctor phobic, like to no degree. And so Mm -hmm. I was, and, but we had two kids. And so Chrissy was like, Hey, why don't I stay with Ivy and you take all to the emergency room? I said, all right, here we go. And we got dressed and we're in the hallway and we're walking out of our apartment. We live on a high rise. We live in, uh, 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 and, and we get out of in our hallway on our floor and we're walking down the floor and I'm holding her hand and we're both like, effing scared oh man and and olive goes um she's like five-ish six-ish and she goes um i don't i don't want to go to the emergency room and i said well i don't want to go to the emergency room either (laughs) and then she goes and she goes no but i'm really scared and i looked at her and i said oh i'm really scared and then like we were not scared for like the rest of the two hours. I swear to God. It was like this weird little moment where we just like both of us told each other of, you know, six, how old is six? Like seven years old? Oh, what? Oh, no. She's, I was saying sixth grade. Oh, I'm so funny. That's oh. how great <laughs> logic. I'm like, how old is six? Six is six. Like seven? Uh, <laughs> can you, you can, you can remove that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Anyway, so she's like six and, and, and the six year old and however old I was at the time, we both kind of like figured out that like, okay, we're going to just speak our truths. And it's mm-hmm. going to be like really scary for both of us. And then it was over. And then we like giggled when they were taking her shot. We giggled when they were like, what the medicine's like. We giggled because we were, <laughs> it, they literally like put us in like what seemed like you're in this, it was like in the bad corner. <laughs> dark, like every second of this was like, we like giggled through and then, and you know, um that's kind of the vibe you know those are the two stories that we want to share with you guys because it is it, it, it was she okay no she totally okay she literally i don't know she had nothing she didn't have a penis she had nothing she had nothing nothing <laughs> yeah sometimes i'm scared too I think there could not be a better message for everything going on right now for future listeners, in case you're not sure. This is all being recorded during COVID-19, and uh, we're all, uh, everyone in this episode is a New York City parent. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's a lot going on and a lot of feelings. Yeah. And a lot of things that are scared. Yeah. But I would hope that we're able to turn it around into a giggly experience. (laughs) As much as we can. As much as we can. Yeah. So- Thank you all so much for listening to these awesome stories from these awesome parents. And again, if you have the time, drop by, leave us a rating, leave us a review, uh, drop by our Facebook page. We'll have a question or two about this episode. Uh, If you want to share your thoughts, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) 